Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Helen Johannesson. I am the owner of Helen's Wines, which is a wine shop on Fairfax in Los Angeles. It's in the back of a killer Italian restaurant called John and Vinny's. Uh, and this is my podcast called Wine Face. Wine Face is basically your wine guide through the magical, mystical universe of grapes, terroir, varietals, countries, sites, locations, spaces, cosmology. Anyway, Helen's Wines. It's on Fairfax. Follow along on Instagram at Helen's Wines. Go to my website, helenswines.com. We have a wine club. We do events. We do wine bars. It's a vibe. We have a mission. We do gifts. We tie bows. We're great. No, uh, it's a vibe. You come in. It's an intimate little shop. If you're not in Los Angeles, follow along on Instagram um, at Helen's Wines. But this is Wine Face. This is a podcast that's basically breaking down the ins and outs of wine. We're guiding you through this murky territory because murky it is. And as a first intro episode into my little weird world, I just wanted to break down why where the wine comes from and how it's made is super important and that people coming onto the Wine Face podcast universe and blasting off into outer space with me, I just want us all to be on an even playing field before we really get rolling. So there's a lot of wine in the world. 96% of this wine is grown conventionally. And what it means when you have a wine that's grown conventionally is that it has some level of mass production. It's a real gray area. Wine is a slippery slope because there's not a lot of regulation around it. So there's up to 300 different additives, some sort of natural, naturally derived, but most of them are chemical that can be added to wine without it having to be listed on the label. In fact, the only thing that has to be listed on the label is that it contains sulfites or contains sulfur. And that isn't even actually something that is that bad. But we'll get into that in a second. So mass-produced wine equals 
heavy amounts of chemical influence, which it ultimately is what make, makes the wine taste the way it does. But it all starts with the farming. Wine is an agricultural product. Organic farming is a must. And I will get on my soapbox every day of the week and preach this gospel till the cows come home. Can't go to that farmer's market and then go buy your wine at a supermarket. Don't work like this. So farming, conventional wine, mass-produced wine, heavy use of chemicals like Roundup, crazy herbicides, crazy pesticides. That's only where it begins. So once they have pumped those grapes full of nastiness, the whole process from once those grapes are mechanically picked, which is a violent and terrible thing, all dope-ass wine is hand-harvested con los manos, with your hands. Every step of the process for so much of the wine that is out there that people are consuming and they wonder why they feel like shit the next day and they only have one glass is because they are adding different chemicals every stage of the way. What might those be? Well, yes, some of those are stabilizers like sulfur. And sulfur is okay if you use less than 40 to maybe 60 parts per million. Most wine out there on the street, they're using 150 parts per million or more. That's a shit ton of sulfur. Sulfur is a naturally occurring byproduct of all fermentation. And all wine goes through fermentation because that's what creates the alcohol. So you just don't need that much sulfur. There's also dimethyl dicarbonate, which is technically poisonous within the first hour of when it's added to wine. This is to stabilize what is a unstable product. And now let's loop it back to the farming. Why is that product unstable? It's because it was abused in the field. The vine is not happy. The fruit is not happy. The sugar levels in the grape and the pH balance and the acidity is totally off. And so what happens is it starts this downward spiral where the wine has to be tinkered with and doctored with every single step of the way in order to have something that's tasty and doesn't turn to vinegar. And why do people do this? It's called money, honey. It's called money, honey. It takes more effort, more time, more patience, more magical enthusiasm to make a wine in an organic, biodynamic, or natural way, which we'll get into in a moment. Did you know that most conventional wine has some sort of bovine or porcine stomach lining in it? These are heatable proteins. It's disgusting. There's also isinglass, which is dried fish bladders that are used to clarify commercially made wine. Gelatin is often added. And when I say clarify, it's they're trying to remove any cloudiness, remove any imperfections. This weird pursuit of trying to purify something that is already in a pure and natural state is so bizarre. People add crazy different yeasts that change the flavor. Yeast is what combines with the sugar to start fermentation. There are also weird cheat moves, little cheaters. They want a wine to taste oaky? Guess what? Let's put some wood chips into the barrel and stir it around. Maybe they don't even have a barrel. It might be in plastic. They add sawdust, wood chips, and then they use heavy silicone to filter it out. Why not add a, go down a real dark path? And now this is where it's like when you go into a grocery store, it might say this wine is organic, but possibly both of these things have been added. There's a thing called mega purple. Mega purple is not 
your dad's classic rock band, okay? And it's also not like a weird cartoon that four-year-olds are watching. It's not like Mega Purple does unwrapping videos. Mega Purple is a concentrated grape juice syrup. So that means it has a shit ton of additional sugar added. And it adds a rich, deep red color and a little sweetness. Insane in the membrane. There's also its little sister in trouble called Ultra Red. Ultra Red manipulates color, it manipulates taste, and it will manipulate what people perceive as a quote-unquote high-quality wine. It's not true. It's all fake. Let me tell you this. Your teeth should not turn red from drinking red wine. And if your teeth do turn red, your actual teeth, it means you're drinking a wine that has either ultra red or mega purple. So throw in the towel now, support your local wine shop. Um, I, I, I hate to just harp on this a lot, but I get a lot of people who say like, I can't drink red wine. I drink one glass, I wake up, I feel terrible the next morning. And you know what it is? It's all of the chemicals, additives, the sugar is really the one thing that takes it over the top. Now, I'm just gonna give you the hit list of all the common and dangerous additives that winemakers do not need to disclose. Shame on them. Sulfur dioxide. Now, sulfur is okay, we talked about that, but when it's used in excess, it can cause hives, it can cause flushing of the skin, and it can cause poop issues. And by poop issues, I mean the big D. The rhea. Uh, then, Ammonium, ammonium sulfites. Now, this is a preservative that, if used excessively, can cause nausea and vomiting. It's also a neurotoxin. So, like, you're casually picked up a bottle of Merlot to go with your steak dinner, and you're just ingesting neurotoxins. It's, you know, casually awful. Commercial yeast. Commercial yeast is no bueno. Causes headaches and superficial flavor profiles. And sugar. Sugar is the number one thing that is added for flavor and to increase alcohol content, uh, alcohol content, and that is what will really, really give you a bad hangover. So in summation, if I was going to put a star bullet point star and put this in italics, conventional wine often contains fungicides, mycotoxins, which is a fungal-based toxin that causes disease, and a bunch of other shit that are similar to dissolving agents that are used in plastics. And some arsenic, too. So the scared straight moment has to come to an end. But let me break it down to you this way. You walk into your favorite grocery store, maybe your discount superstore, wherever you can buy shit in bulk. And you see the wine that you think you know and love because every time you open the bottle, it tastes the same. This is not what you want when it comes to wine. Wine is seasonal. It should taste different every year because weather patterns are different every single year. And when it tastes the same, you basically are buying the McDonald's of wine. You know, you might be used to that taste. Sometimes you crave a chicken nugget. I don't know. And no one's going to be like, tisk tisk, don't have a chicken nugget. But if you had chicken nuggets seven days a week or five days a week, you might not feel so good and it might make you feel bad. And that's kind of what happens when you buy these McDonald's wines. So don't do it. 
So what is Helen's Wines all about? What is Wine Face about? I'm trying to bring you education. I'm trying to bring you vibes, thoughts, inspiration about the wine that you drink because it's really about a farmer who's farming grapes, who's super cool, and they're making wine in a low intervention method. And what does that mean? We're striving through, towards wine that has nothing added and nothing taken away. That would be a zero-zero philosophy. And some of the wines that I sell, they do have a couple of things added like sulfur, which is okay. But that's really it. They don't have anything. I was like a couple things in my mind. I was like, wait a minute. No, they don't. Sulfur is really the only additive we're talking about. And if you keep it under 60 parts per million, you can hang with me any day of the week. Why is wine good for you? Because it creates a damn good time. No, Wine's great. It's got antioxidants. We're in LA. You know, we're all about getting fitter, thinner, green, more green juice. I'm 50% green juice, 50% water. Just That's another weird joke. But shout out Moon Juice. I love what Amanda Bacon's doing over there. Um, reduces the risk of heart disease, stroke. Um, you know, antioxidants like to get in your body and sop up all these crazy free radicals that are roaming around the earth now. And it uh, helps roll back the aging process because we all want to look young. But anyway, wine is important. It's part of our lives. It's one of the most consumed beverages. Don't get wine when you get on a, tr on a plane, train, or at a liquor store or at a grocery store. But this is Wine Face. We are going to be talking about so many interesting terms, regions, winemakers telling their stories. We're going to get into the concept of terroir. Just a brief little preview. What is terroir? Terroir is the geological topsoil and subsoil of every place where vines are planted. That coupled and combined with the terrain, what angle the vineyards are at, what position they're facing, south, southeast, north, northwest. Usually vineyards are south facing and southeast or southwest. We're going to talk about Pangaea. Pangaea was 270 million years ago, but why is that important? Well, it's important for many reasons, but the biggest one when it comes to terroir is it took millions of years for the continents to drift apart. Water flooded in where there is now land. That is a layer in the terre wizard. So this is Helen of Helen's Wines. I am your resource. I'm your expert. We are all kings and queens of our wine kingdom and queendom. Come along with me, wine face. Uh, I have a special guest coming in right now, and we're going to be talking about our favorite winemaker of the week. Be right back with Mad Dog. We're back. This is Helen. We're back because I have a special guest in the studio. I got none other than Madison Martin, a.k.a. Mad Dog. People might know who I'm talking about. Say hi, Madison. Hi, guys. <laughs> Madison works with me at Helen's Wines. As you know, Helen's Wines on Fairfax. I do, I do. Welcome to Wine Face. Oh, thank you. Excited to be here. Oh! <laughs> Tell the people a little bit about yourself, Madison. Yeah. Um, I started working with Helen what, a little over a year ago. We happily celebrated our anniversary. Um, <laughs> Terrible boss. I did no, nothing. No, no, no. I don't even know what day it was. Um, we were probably She's very lying. busy. <laughs> she knows. I don't know. June? Um, June? <laughs> June? That July? sounds right. April? Um, but yeah, just anything behind the scenes in the shop, um, gifting, holiday prep, events, the whole gambit. 
wherever Helen isn't, I usually am. Gambit. The Gambit. Well, Mad Dog's on the show today. We brought two of our favorite current wines, wines of the week, I might say. Love it. We love it. We're going to taste these wines and you're going to listen to us taste them. We're going to torture you and then you might want to rush out and buy them. Yes, Just kidding. Yes, sorry. Um, so we're talking about Anne Paille today. Her last name spelled P-A-I-L-L-E-T um, for those who are following along. Yeah. And She's amazing. She's in the Languedoc Roussillon, but she also kind of lives part time in the Loire. But the grapes are grown in the Languedoc, which is in southwestern France. And uh, one of her sparkling wines is called Wonder Woman. A N N E for those listening and not seeing the label. Yeah, Wonder Woman. (laughs) Wonder Woman. Uh, But it came into the shop. What was your reaction? When I first saw that, I, you know, there is a gut reaction of you look at a cartoon character on a label and you're like there's no way that's a good wine but then knowing the winemaker and all of the amazing work that she's done there's this nice leap of faith of well it's Anne Paille she's not putting out something bad she ain't no fool so I gotta pop that I've been like reading Japanese blogs about this wine for years and I didn't get any of it last year and I wasn't upset but this year I ordered a shit ton as much as I could I think it's on cases. cases on cases and there was only like 20 cases in LA but the bottle's blue. It's like... Water bottle blue. Water bottle. Yeah, it's like like sea glass blue. And then it has a red label and then Wonder Woman's on it. It's so dope on a rope. Go to At Helen's Wines if you want to get a She's vig. also a very beefy Wonder Woman. She's strong, She's, just like us. Girl power. This is not some Gal Gadot Wonder Woman happening on this label. <laughs> no, She's not meaty. <laughs> she beefy. She's saucy. Yeah, she's like, got like, like junk it. in the trunk. Yeah, um, biceps. Yeah. I just opened it it's a pop top and this is a petiant naturel aka what is that pet nat <laughs> aka pet nasty a petiant naturel is a categorization of a sparkling wine that's made in the method ancestral and that basically means in sub layman's terms that the bottle goes through one and a half fermentations instead of a full two like champagne and it's never filtered never fine never disgorged so to get a sparkling wine to sparkle, the wine has to go through a second fermentation. So we just poured a little into our glasses. It has this crazy like strawberries and cream kind of color. It's crazy. I mean, for being unfiltered, it's very clear. It's it's nice to see that you don't have to filter something to get a clear wine. Exactly. And you don't need to add any fish bladders to get that color to pop. Unless you like That's why fish people bladders. care about vegan wine because they're scary animal byproducts use but I think the other important thing Mads brought up a great point to have a organic biodynamic or natural wine it does not need to be cloudy and fucked up it can be clear and dope on a rope and this really is yeah it's so good (laughs) okay it smells like candy (laughs) how does it taste mad dog it tastes amazing I'm very happy I didn't eat my starburst before drinking this I was about to eat a starburst I I feel like like I'm eating one now I don't even have to I was like the palate cometh um, I was just doing a really nice pairing, no? Yeah. <laughs> Orange Starburst and Ampai. So sparkling rosé. It's got some lively little bubbles. I'm looking. I got. I can see the Hollywood Hills through my glass. Oh, romantic. Notes of like strawberry, cream, but then it's also like kind of a stewed a, fruit. Yeah, yeah, what do you get? I get like a tiny bit of that brioche finish. Mm. Not initially, just when you're done. Yes. It kind of comes through that fruit. So mm. it's not just like drinking fruit punch that I wouldn't 
I mean, this could be a great poolside wine, but it could be a little more serious than that, too. I think it's everything. Brunch. What would you... Oh, brunch? I was Animal just say, brunch? Animal brunch. Best brunch in LA. BT dubs. <laughs> uh, what would you... I, I kind of want sushi with this. Yeah, I think I would want like something, something a little vinegary. more savory. Yeah, or acidic. Mm-hmm. God, we're good. We're Ooh. so good. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ampaye. Ampaye. We should tell people we, about Ampaye. That's so more important than She worked in an office in Paris. Gay Perry. Love it there. So she lived in Paris and then she fell in love with a guy named Gregory who's from the Loire Valley, which is like a vast wine growing region in France. They fell in love. She was like, I hate the city life. I want to be that country mouse. And so they moved and she he was making wine and then she got vineyards and then she started her label. So her sparkling is Wonder Woman. We have another red in the shop called L'Etat de Anne. Um, and then we're also going to taste her uh, another red she makes. She makes about like eight different wines. This is called the Anagram. Ooh, not to be confused with Bananagram. Yeah, definitely not to be confused with the Bananagram. <laughs> Hold on, we're trying to find a dump cup because you know we're we, keeping it classy we here at Wine Face. Yeah. <laughs> wine, wine Face is all about class. It's classy face. We're not. It's not tipsy face. It's classy face, sassy face. So the Anagram kind of looks. Uh, it has a label that looks like one of those serial killer. Like magazine cutout oh, letters. Note. Yeah, it looks like a ransom note and it has a cool tassel. So it's kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey meets ransom note. Yeah, okay. Meets like, <laughs> meets like minimalism. Meets weird Tiffany blue. <laughs> With some Tiffany blue. There's a lot of things happening on this yeah. table. It's like, it's fancy. A lot of um, things happening in this wine. <laughs> well, just, and these wines are approachable. Like the Wonder Woman's $28, the Anagram is $29, the Leata is. 24. We don't have that with us. But this is 100% Grenache, also made in the Roussillon. Uh, let's get Mad Dog's reactions. Dun, da, da, da. Whoa. Um, this is so drinkable. Like, so easy drinking. Would not challenge a single wine drinker. The idea to me that natural wines have to be this, like, fun social experiment of who will like them and who won't uh, is not applicable to this wine. Yeah. I, I could dr- have my dad drink this and he'd be happy as a clam. Let me tell you, cracking Mr. Martin, it's been a <laughs> fun process over the last year. <laughs> I he, was he, he was skeptical. He was skeptical. Yeah, he I, still is. He took drinking a Chateau Le Puy camping to really turn his mind around. He's into it. You know, I think that's the thing is people are scared of the unknown. A wine like this is like, it's juicy. It's a red, fruity, but it's not too over extracted. No. It's not super high in alcohol. It's juicy, but not jammy. I oh, think. juicy, but not jammy. You know what I mean? Like that you're getting a lot of that fruit, but it's not overly sweet. It's not saccharine or thick. It's kind of just simple and clear and specific how are my teeth ah bright white yeah look at that hollywood smile crest white strips (laughs) don't use them they hurt really bad (laughs) don't use them mads i don't think we're allowed to say that oh you can if you want you can use whatever you want to we're free thinking um (laughs) so this was like a little dip into the ampaye pool 
I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's rad to start with a female winemaker because there's a lot of them that are doing impressive work that we should pay attention to with this whole, you know, rise up movement. Yeah, that's right. Time's up, guys. Time's up. Time's up, male winemaker. Um, No, you keep making great wine. The thing is, is that a lot of my favorite female winemakers, they make tiny amounts. So, for example, the Ampaye wines, they're here now. They will be gone probably by October. So get them while they're hot. Uh, Especially that pet nat. The pet nat, the Wonder Woman. Put your cape on this weekend. Get down. Got to get up to get down. Got to get to Helen's to get down. It's true. And LA's got at least a couple more months of summer. (laughs) (laughs) Any final thoughts, Mads? I mean, I feel great about it. Any moment of zen? This whole thing has been a moment of zen. (laughs) Wine face (laughs) is the new moment of zen. Yeah, listen to this zen out. (laughs) Pop your own pop top and think about natural wine. (laughs) We're talking organic wine, biodynamic wine, natural wine. We're talking a good time. You want to give a quick and dirty of biodynamics for your listeners at home? Teaser alert. We're going to be doing an episode on biodynamic wine, but basically I'm saying organic wine biodynamic wine and natural wine because there's a real sort of sliding scale and it all comes down to decisions that are made in the vineyard and the winery i buy all of these wines so i'm not discerning between the two but biodynamics is a system of farming developed by rudolf steiner in the 1920s that follows along the moon cycle as it moves through the constellations to do a real 360 degree uh like zero waste decision making in your farm wow so when to pick when to prune when to harvest all this stuff uh maybe we'll taste a little mind clang Ooh, when it gets to that so stay tuned uh just to give you the 401 mads thanks for coming yeah dude. don't worry she'll be back don't worry guys <laughs> bye mad dog bye. um subscribe to wine face it is your resource for all of the wine 411 that you need it is the 95th and park of wine uh subscribe and get a new episode every thursday uh follow me online at helen's wines for instagram helenswines.com we're going to be back every Thursday dropping that knowledge. Thank you. See you next week.